Hello and welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latimer Jr. with my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, bro? Man, another day, another dollar, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Out here grinding. Um, I wanted to, you know, talk about today. Uh, it's really cool that we, uh, for those of you that don't know, we are in the same fraternity, uh, Alpha Kappa Psi. Uh, we went to in Central Florida when we went to the University of Central Florida. And, you know, we want to keep networking with those people because it was an amazing experience from us. If, if you guys are on the fence about, you know, joining an organization fraternity, um, we kind of wanted to share, you know, our experience, you know, doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. And I mean, we joined a, a, a business fraternity, professional business fraternity. So, you know, we can't really speak to experience of the other ones out there that aren't business. <laughs> so <laughs> we want to do that disclaimer. But Abigail side, I mean, I think number one thing going in, as a lot of people expect that fraternities are, you know, you're partying all the time. There's got a whole lot of raunchy and debauchery, you know, going on. But Alpha Kappa Psi wasn't like that. From the moment that we started, you know, rushing to go see them, they were very professional. They told us about how they gave back to charities and how going through this process helped them become more business minded and had them focus on not just college, but life after college. And I think, you know, I speak for myself, that was something at the time, uh, fall 2011, I didn't really have. And by pledging and going through that experience with them, it really did make me think about life after college because they focus a lot on interview tips, resume tips, how to make yourself stand out, how to build those credentials. And I mean, all the stuff, it seems like easy things that people, you know, should do, but a lot of people don't. And it's crazy. And it's, <laughs> there's so many stories of people that um, just not utilizing the resources. And Alpha Kappa Psi, for me, was a great resource to utilize. And I'm indebted to them because every interview I've ever been on, every, you know, experience I've done post-college life, I can say that there's some part of Alpha Kappa Psi in there. I agree. And um, for me, you know, when I hear you talk about utilizing resources, um, a lot of that is built through our relationship with people in the organization you know it, it was a business fraternity but it was also uh, available to all majors so when we had you know people from other industries uh come to aksi um you could literally you know reach out to to them you know figuring out what internships they're going through how they got the interview what questions they asked you know have some just to have somebody to to kind of sit down with you you know they believe in mentorship as well to sit down with you go over your resume um and really critique it so that other people can help you get jobs i think that's what an organization is all about and you know if you're on the fence in in a college setting about joining an organization um figure out you know what you can do to uh join an organization that shares your views so that it can help you down the line, um, whether you know you need to try and get into another job, if you need to find a partner to start a business with. Um, organizations are a good way to look at it. And I mean, it really fosters inspiration, creativity when you are with so many like-minded people. Uh, so that's why, you know, we kind of jumped into this podcast as well as like we have so many people who are like-minded. Uh, doing so many big things, but you know we want to make sure that it's not just our network that hears it, but we want to reach out to everybody else that can hear about what we're doing, so that we can share the world. You know why we're trying to be successful. Exactly, exactly, and, and like you, like Paul said, hit the nail on the head. You can make a lot more of a wave if you have more people expanded and promoted. And that's what we're doing. We want other people who have their business side hustles to have another audience they can reach so that even more people can go to them and realize how great they're doing. And it took a while. It took a while. I don't I don't know what exactly that episode this is. You know, it might be 15, I believe. But, you know, we're coming home. Today is the first episode that uh, we actually have a fellow Avocado side member um, on the episode with us. Her name is Tiffany Burks, and she started up her own website, Noir City. There she talks about basically the empowerment of people who look just like her 
So African-Americans who went out there and they decided to pursue paths that weren't, you know, was expected. Rapper, entertainer, um, sports person. Instead, we have business owners, restaurants, um, owners, um, photographers and things of that latter. And when you when we talked to her, you just get such a genuine sense of someone who really, you know, went through a lot and is using that experience to kind of give back to community and show, hey, we can do so much more. We can be so much more. And her website really is a showcase to how phenomenal and true that statement is. Yeah. And uh, I kind of want to get on, get on, get on a little soapbox real quick. So I just want to explain to people who may be who may not be black and listening to this podcast um this is a podcast you know that you should be interested as well because uh diversity of thought is definitely what we're going for with the educated hustle podcast so um when you listen to tiffany explain you know what what inspired uh neuer city it's really important to understand that um other cultures and and how you can expand your mind by understanding what uh, the black culture is going through in this time and age. Um, I think we live in in a a time where we uh, are trying to understand a little bit more about each other. And it's really important to take Tiffany's word on, you know, how we can improve our communities by understanding one another. So um, listen to the podcast about, you know, what she goes through about, black businesses and how we can all improve one another by supporting one another, because it's, it's an amazing movement that she's starting. Exactly. Exactly. And please take a time. Listen, you know, we wouldn't bring it to you if it was just a one-sided, no, nothing to be gained from experience. That's not what it is at all. What we want everyone to know is just to hear a different side of things and you will learn something because her story, you know, whether she's black, white, or, Anything is amazing to hear, and you learn a lot from it. So, without further ado, let's introduce the Miss Tiffany Burks. All right, and we're joined here today by Miss Tiffany Burks, founder of NoirCity.com. Tiffany, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing well. We're just going to jump right into it and uh, tell us a little bit about how Neuer City was founded and uh, what you what inspired you to found it. So basically, the main reason why I founded Neuer City is before that, um, I was working at a company when I was living in New Jersey and I was just very unhappy with myself and I was unhappy with my job. I studied accounting when I was in school, so I thought that that was like my life mission. I was going to become a CPA, work in accounting. That that was like my path. And then when I actually started working in the field, I started realizing sooner rather than later that this is not for me. But I didn't know what I was passionate about. Like I never like did like dancing when I was you know young or even cheerleading or anything to really know like what am I like generally passionate about. So. I was kind of like at a loss. And so I moved back down to South Florida. But right before that, I became the manager of my best friend and her name is Shelby. and She's a poet. And by being her manager, like that was something that, you know, generally like made me happy because she was out here pursuing like her passion and purpose in life. And it kind of like filled my cup up knowing that I was helping her get closer to her goal of becoming an international traveling poet. And then in December, I had another one of my friends who asked me to start blogging for their site, which the site is called powercircle.com. And um, when I was writing and when I was going through my depression, um, that was like one of the main things that helped me see a way out of like the conditions that I was in. So like the more I started writing, the more I started feeling like my life was filled with a purpose, like, you know, just telling my story. And it just reminded me of a conversation that I had with a friend like a long time ago who was just saying like, once you tell your story, it no longer has any power over you. So I just saw that happening. So when I was thinking about like, okay, what do I want to do like for myself? Um, I was thinking I wanted to do something that could help other people like feel the same exact way, like feel like their life is filled with their passion and their purpose. So that was kind of like the foundations of like how Noir City came about. Wow. 
Wow, phenomenal. That's great. And you know, really, Gems and that was just that you realized that there was something wrong and you weren't happy and you actually went out of your way to make sure you corrected yourself. And I mean, there's a lot of people who they just kind of do the same thing over and over again, hoping that one day will turn good. But I'm glad you actually recognized that this is not where I want to be. And you changed up your whole life Mm -hmm. to where you are now, just so you could be happy. And I I commend you because, you know, there's not a lot of people have that strength to actually go and find their happiness. So I'm really glad to hear that you found yours. Thank you. I appreciate it. it. was definitely a long journey. There was times where I didn't think I was going to see my way out of it. But I think the the biggest thing is, I think, just sharing your story. Because I think that, that that was like literally the turnaround for me. It's just once I did that and then figured out that there was uh, so many other people, like just random people were like reaching out to me when I wrote one of my first articles on Power Circle, which was nine signs you need to quit your job. I had so many people reaching out to me saying, I feel the exact same way. All those nine points speak to me. And so a lot of times when you're going through whatever you go, go through, you feel like you're the only one or the only person in that predicament or in that situation. But once you start opening up and talking to other people, you realize more often than not, like people feel the same exact way, but they don't know how to express it. So by you expressing it, you basically became the voice of other people that, you know, maybe did not know how to, you know, express their feelings and words or different things like that. So I think that was like the biggest thing for me when I definitely started writing stories about my experiences. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I, it seems like you built a, a community. That was how that helpful resource came about. But um, going from that community, North City also has a big community. So I would like if you just told our listeners a little bit about what North City is. Yeah. So North City is basically a platform to help people find their passion and purpose in life while preserving their black heritage. So the main things that I focus on is like having images, powerful images of people who look exactly like me on my site, who are out there doing whatever makes them happy, like by being a photographer, like how my site has articles of how some photographer, photographers basically turn their their side hustle into like their main job. And same thing for makeup artists or, you know, restaurant owners. Like there's so many different um, avenues of people on the site that look just like me who basically took their passion and made it like their full time job. And so that's kind of like what I want to highlight to other people. Like this is exactly how this person did it. Like, you know, you don't have to do it the exact same way, but at least you can see images of people who look just like you who are doing what makes them happy in life. And they're making, you know, they're making their income out of what makes them happy. So um, that's basically like the the goal and the initiative of North City is just showing these powerful, beautiful images of like black people out there pursuing their dreams. Yeah, and it's um it's an awesome website. I'm on I'm, I'm on here right now, kind of exploring and uh you know getting to know a little bit more about the about the community. And uh, I see some of the taglines at the top. You know, it has an abundance energy, light, source. That's a little different than you see on a normal website. Can you kind of explain why you chose those headlines on on your website? Yeah. So the first um, topic that I kind of like came up with when I started my website was abundance. And abundance is kind of going back to like my mentality is like the abundance mentality. I used to have like a scarce mentality. And so that basically means that you have information, but you hoard it. You don't share it with anybody. You, you don't really pass it along. And so, um, I realized that that was only hurting myself. So when I kind of switched over to having an abundant mindset, which is just sharing all the information that I have with other people, I started seeing that all of that was like flowing back to me like a hundred percent. Like my site is like a multi-author blog site and all my bloggers, like I feel like we're a family. Like I have bloggers that are in Atlanta, New York, Baltimore, like all over. And it doesn't feel like anybody is like far away from me. Like if I ever need anything, I could always reach out to one of my bloggers and like, I got you. And then like, they're always showing love to my site. Like my blogger the other day, she just like wrote this long like piece on Instagram about how much she loves Noir City and what it has done for her. And I think that really made me realize that, you know, like Noir City like has such an impact, a big impact where people all over feel like the, the site is a movement and they're just as a part of it as I am like 
me being a founder, like my bloggers feel like they own it just as much as I do in like all the different businesses that I network with or even my readers. Like I have loyal readers and I think that that's kind of like something that helps fill my cup and keeps me inspired to keep on doing um, my site and the movement. Mm. And that's it's a phenomenal movement. I really like the empowerment behind it. How and one of the phrases or words you um, definitely said that really got to me was people that look just like me doing doing amazing things. And I think that's such a great thing because it's really hard. I mean, there's not a lot of positive black role models outside of, you know, the usual sports and stuff. So it's nice to see that you're highlighting people that are, you know, finding their own way, making their own businesses, making their own um side hustles become their main thing. So I commend you a lot for that. And one particular question I want to have is, um, you're in a way you're highlighting role models and you're also a role model to yourself. So for those young kids who are, you know, looking up, what is the main thing you kind of want to impart onto them? So one of the main things I want to part is that, you know, outside of like mainstream, like, you know, becoming a rapper or a football player or a lot of things that you see pushed on social media, there's so many different things that you could do outside of even becoming like, okay, so one spectrum is like being a rapper or basketball player, football player, whatever. And then the other spectrum is a doctor, lawyer, whatever. But it's like you, a lot of kids don't see like there's so many different things in between those two that you could do and be successful at. And you don't have to necessarily, you know, do one thing. Like I thought, oh, I have to be an accountant business person. That's where all the money is. That's what I have to do. And a lot of times we chase money versus happiness. So I kind of like want to shift that parallel, like chase the happiness and the money will come like, you know, like chase what makes you happy. And then all that other stuff you could worry about, you know, afterwards. But if you're chasing after money, like ultimately, like you're go, you're always going to let a dollar or income rule your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a tough, uh, it's a tough parallel to kind of control. Like, you want to be happy, but -hmm. at the same time, you want to enjoy all the things that money brings. And the only way to be happy is to get more money. So like, I just, I don't know. I kind of want to get your, your, your stance on like, you know, if someone's doing something that makes them happy, but it's not paying them, how do you, how do you cope with that? How do you, how do you kind of push through that? So I'm, I'm kind of like in that, that, I would say like that medium point, like Noir City does bring in money, I can say, but it doesn't pay all my bills. Right. So I still have my nine to five job. And I think that the main thing I would encourage to people is um, in the meantime, like if you if you can't if you don't know where your next meal is going to come from and you're an entrepreneur, um, you probably need to get like a side hustle or, you know, like a waitressing doing something because you're not going to be able to focus on what generally makes you happy if you don't know if your light bill is going to be paid next month, if rent's going to be paid. So I think that you need to have like a balance. So that's where I'm at with Noir City, right? Like how do I generate income from what makes me happy and can pay all my bills, but while at the same time is what makes me happy happy. So that's kind of like where I'm at. I'm in the the intense planning phases, um, applying for grants for my business, doing different things of those nature. In the meantime, while, you know, um, you know, I'm still worrying about like, yeah, I still have to pay my bills. So I still have my job and I'm working towards, you know, Noir City becoming like my full-time job, you know, one day. And I think that that's the thing I would encourage to people is like, you know, you want to be an entrepreneur, but if your if your business if your side business is not generating income, get like some side jobs. Like even if you want to drive Uber and you can like you know control your own hours or drive for Lyft and control your own hours. Like figure out you know ways where you could control your day and focus on your business and focus on monetizing your business so that could be what pays your bills. But in the meantime, you still need to find a way to generate some type of income so you can at least have a full stomach while you're over here writing business plans. Because if you're writing a business plan or trying to figure out how to get a grant on an empty stomach, you're probably not going to be doing it to your fullest potential. So I think that that's like the biggest thing that I would encourage to people. Like I'm all about, you know, you chasing your dreams and doing what makes you happy. But if you got to get some side jobs or do something in the meantime until you get there, um, you always got to worry about like making sure you're fed, your bills are paid and then go from there. So, yeah, I, I wish we had that little bell that the, 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 the 
fancy hotels will be used at the little ding 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 yeah. just to highlight all the gems that you uh dropped right there like there was a lot <laughs> there was a whole like a whole mess of things that people can really take from and wow it's it's insane um i definitely want to highlight you are a, a big big believer in um keeping the body you know clean or well run or organized i know you're a vegetarian but you also have now taken up running and i've seen you in some marathons covered on noir city so definitely kind of want to ask what is the interest in helping your body be even more of an efficient machine um i think self-care is definitely like key is number one um if you're not you know good on the inside like you definitely can't you know be a hundred percent in everything that you're doing it's kind of like and my coworker said this the other day and i was just like that makes so much sense is like when you get on a plane like you always hear at the very beginning where the flight attendants are speaking and they're talking about like you know for safety hazards, like make sure you have like your mask on before you like put it on somebody else. Like, you know, you can't help somebody else out if you're like not good, like internally, like externally, etc. So I definitely like to make sure that I'm practicing self-care all the time. Like even like this past week, I don't know, like everything was off. Like my alignment was off. I just wasn't feeling right, you know? So I decided, okay, I'm not feeling good. What would change that? So I decided pour into yourself this weekend. So I've been running a lot this weekend, um, eating good. I've been making, uh, I've been, I started cooking again, like a lot of meals and I'm like, I feel so much better. And it's just like, when you take care of yourself, when you pour energy into yourself, you feel so much better. You have so much energy. So when I was working on Noir City this morning, I just felt so like, I felt like a machine. I was like, I could do this. I could do that. Send out emails. Um, working on revamping the site, like doing all that stuff. I felt so energized while doing it because I felt whole on the inside, you know? And I think that's important. Like, you know, not only, you know, making sure that you're savvy and like business areas and all this other stuff, but you have to do self-care, like, you know, at least on a weekly basis, you have to do something for yourself, you know? So I think it's very important. All ties in together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to, uh, I think I think the areas where I struggle in is uh, the time it takes to prepare like a meal or to go outside and, and actually schedule like a workout. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's it is hard sometimes to to really take care of yourself, but it is important. It is vital. I think a, a lot of people don't take advantage of it because it, it it's just another thing that you have to worry about. Like some people would rather just you know go out and get something real quick. So they didn't have to worry about all that. But the amount of times you do that, it, it really builds. And then you really find yourself like one day, like, how did I, you know, how did I gain like 10 pounds? Like I was just, you know, you don't really notice mm -hmm. it until it really has an, a major effect on you. Yeah. Life after college. <laughs> Trust me, life right now. Like I moved back to South Florida and I just been gaining weight, but I'm like, Either I could get sad about it and cry or I could do something about it. So that's where I'm at right now, doing something about all this weight gain. Since in my company, too, like we have all these, um, you know, lunches, happy hours, free food, free food, free food. I'm like, OK, Tiffany, focus. Like you had enough free food. You're not a new employee anymore. Like it's time to move on to the next phase of like getting your life back together. See, I think that's my problem. I, I never have that thing that says I've had enough free food. <laughs> right, that, just, that just doesn't it doesn't turn on in my head old college habits die hard right? <laughs> that's the truth oh man um definitely want to get back to your um noir city i think with a site like this is so ambitious and you're doing so much i mean i know it's hard to say but where do you kind of see yourself in 10 years with the website and i say that like what improvements do you see what goals that you personally want to accomplish and maybe like maybe just if you have something like a sneak peek on something that you really want to do with noir city yeah so i'm currently i'm always thinking of like ways to like improve the site or ways to you know impact more people and different things of those matters so i'm i'm like always having ideas and it's like to the point where i have to keep like a note on my phone because it's like i'm only one person i can only do so much so at least i try to like log all my ideas so like even if i can't get to it now or not even next week or next month i kind of have it jotted down where i can like review it on a constant basis 
10 years, I really do see North City being a, a small business like consulting site, like definitely a site where anybody feel like any small business could come there and they feel like no matter what, they could get an opportunity to expand their target audience, to expand their presence in the market. Like I, that's what I kind of want to be like. I want to be that that site, that hub for small businesses. And I think that I'm kind of, you know, there right now, but only for like a small little niche, you know, audience. But I think definitely with time, um, my audience will grow because people really do believe in what Noir City is doing because I'm staying true to my mission because it's what I'm passionate about. And so I definitely see it becoming more of small business consulting um, and an avenue where people could wake up and three times a week they could get something delivered to their inbox and they don't have to worry about, you know, paying all these expensive fees for like, you know, a marketing consultant or a business consultant because, you know, a lot of corporations, they pay people like a hundred thousand dollars a year for like consulting. But if you think about a small business, they're working off of a small little budget and they oftentimes don't have that consultant there to tell them how they could expand their market, how they could have, you know, better customer service to keep people loyal to their business. And that's kind of what I want Noir City to be for small business owners. No matter your budget, no matter how much money you're working with, you could get that, you know, that first class consulting for your business. So you could expand your market and you could keep people loyal to whatever you're doing. Ooh, look out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have a lot of things cooking in the pot. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I kind of imagine, you know, we were talking about 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I really, when I'm on, you know, social media, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all that, I see everybody, you know, who we went to school with um, doing such amazing things. And, and we're starting out right now, but I could see us in 10 years kind of all maybe getting together for like some kind of reunion type thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it being kind of like an amazing like, yo, I remember when you started Noir City and and now it's like, you know, being <laughs> featured on all these websites and stuff. And I see you on TV being interviewed. Like, I kind of I kind of I kind of, you know, want to see that 10 years when we're all back uh, kind of looking back at this time and like, yo, we came a long way and, and it's really yeah. paying out. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think everybody, like, there's so much room for everybody to win and literally be successful out there. Like, that's all I'm, like, rooting for right now It's like, everybody's success because once I see people, like, even, like, people break out of, like, what they've been doing for, like, a long time and they're, like, I'm going to, like, chase my dreams, that generally makes me happy. Like, that fills my cup because for a long time I was so scared to do that. And so seeing other people do that, it just inspires me and it just makes me know you know, Tiffany, you're going in the right direction with what you're doing because look at all these other people like literally out there chasing what makes them happy. So exactly. And there's so many lessons you can get from that. Like I said, we applaud you because it, it takes a lot of strength to go and chase and you changed up your entire life. So like, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're like a, a testimony to it. And I guess kind of want to bring it a little bit back to, to the uh, beginning story before Noir City where you were going through and figuring out that this wasn't the path for you and you wanted to change i'm sure like a lot of people they they have that mindset they know it's not for them could you give us an example just more in detail of what did you really do to order solidify your transition from being an accountant all the way up in i think new jersey to actually now living your hustle out in south florida um so i think what i was like trying to go through things, I thought that, you know, in order to do something, you had to been doing it for like a long time. Right. So like, for an example, my best friend, she's a poet. She's been doing poetry since she was eight years old. So like, I kind of always was thinking about writing and like becoming like a blogger and doing stuff like that. But I'm like, people who've been doing that, they've probably been doing that for like their whole life or since they were young and whatnot. And I think what kind of like solidified for me is when I wrote my first post and I submitted it to, you know, the other site that I'm working on, um, like the feedback I got was like, oh my gosh, this is so dope. Like, when are you going to write your next article? Like, you're doing like such a great job and I was just like really like I I really didn't think it was I thought it was good but I didn't think it was that great and then 
I think once I saw like how many people like just like reached out to me and like how many shares my article was getting, I wrote one article that got over 10,000 shares. And I was like, who me? Like this girl who just started writing a a couple months ago. Like, so I think it's just like letting people know, like, just start where you are, like start where you are, what you're doing. You don't have to have like a million years of experience or been doing this since you were nine or 10 years old. Like whatever you want to do, just start exactly where you're at because as long as you're passionate about it, like you don't have to have years of experiences to do what you, to do what you love. You know, like, I think that the main thing is do research, um, make sure that, you know, you're generally passionate about it. Like if you weren't getting paid for what you were doing, could you see yourself doing it? Like, you know, and I think that that's the main thing that I follow. But I don't get paid for a lot of the writing I do, but I generally love it. So I think that that's kind of the key thing is that, you know, do you love it? Could it impact a lot of people? Um, and um, is it something that you could see yourself doing? You know, so I think that that's kind of like the things that I follow. And especially when I do things like that, like when I wrote one of my articles, I I told my friend, I was like, I don't think it's going to be that great. I don't think people are going to like it. It went from 1000 shares to like 5000 in like two hours. And I was like, mind blown. I couldn't believe it. So it's just, it's all about just making sure you're passionate about it. And then all the results will come in. Like you'll see it, you'll see it happening. Sometimes you, you're going to outdo yourself. You're going to not believe that you're capable of some things, but, um, you're, you're capable of anything you put your mind to. And that's what I really want to encourage people is that, no matter what, like, just do what you want. You don't have to have so much experience to do it. Yeah, that's key. Um, and I think that stops a lot of people. So I'm glad you shared that with us because it's tough to jump into a space. And then, you know, for example, you ask a couple of people some, some feedback of what you're doing and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, that's good and all. But, you know, they kind of start to fill your head with kind of some doubt. You know, mm-hmm. they ask you all these questions and then you then you start to rethink like, oh, can I really do this? But mm-hmm. to be able to ignore all that and, and go for it is is really powerful because a lot of people will, you know, say they want to change, but don't make action. So it's it's really time to, to make that action today if you haven't started. Yeah. And I think the main reason because of that is because of fear. Right. When. School teaches you, you know, how to like, you know, sit at a desk, you know, be quiet, different things like that. So it's teaching you how to like gain a job in corporate America. So when some people break out of that ship, a lot of people would not understand that they're not going to get it because, you know, a lot of people think that a job is supposed to get you a paycheck, you know, like it's not supposed to be something that you're, you know, generally happy about it because I was reading up on something where you say like 80% of people hate like their job. Right. And so you're like 80% of people hate their job. Like why? And, you know, because, you know, a lot of people think that you're not supposed to, you know, what you do, you could do what you do for fun is like outside of work. Right. Not like what you do as a living. So I think that a lot until that shifts, like in our like society, like when people go out there and chase their dreams, a lot of people are going to fill them with doubt. A lot of people are going to say like, you know, like, why are you doing that? You need to get a real job because like a lot of times when people chase their dreams, people don't think it's a real job. People think that that's something they should do as a hobby for fun, you know, but what you do as a hobby for fun could be your job. And I think that a lot of people don't understand it. And that's why they fill people with doubt is because they're coming from a place of not understanding. Their understanding is you have a nine to five or you have something, somebody who pays you or employs you and gives you a check. Like that's what you're supposed to do in life. And so for people to break out of that mold, um, they're going to face a lot of adversity. So. Exactly. The paradigm shift, you gotta, you gotta change society Mm -hmm. so they can think, Hey, why not have something you love tying to you making money? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's a tough thing, but I think our, with our generation and then people like you in Noir City and us educate us, so we're trying to get that paradigm shift to become more centered, more focused, and maybe realize, hey, you can turn your dreams and love and passion into a paying job. Mm-hmm. You just got to figure out how to make it all work for you. Exactly. So. You know, that's the role and route that we're going. I, I I like it. And I like that you're out here, you know, being on the table, showcasing with Noir City that, hey, you can do this. It's tough, but it's worthwhile. Yep. So, I mean, I think personally that there's so many, like, influences out there for people. And 
it's really hard to gauge, you know, what particular one is like the best one. But I, I just want to ask you, as you know, businessly as you've been on this episode, mm-hmm. who influences you and how have they, you know, kind of changed your life? Yeah. So I have like what I call like my three M's and like there are three women out there and they're three black women who, you know, are pursuing their passion and purpose and literally making a living off of what makes them happy. And they're like my mentors in my head, right? They're some of them I have spoken with, but they're not like officially my mentors, but I literally, I watch what they do and I see some of the things that they do. And I practice a lot of the things in my personal business. And the first one is my leak till, and she's the CEO and founder of Curlbox and, um, how she basically like quit her job, went out there, like, pursued doing Curlbox, which is a subscription um, service. And she was basically a pioneer in that industry. And now there's so many different people who have subscription services. But, you know, a lot of people are loyal to Curlbox, you know, because of my leak to like her, her vision with her company and how she's so down to earth and willing to share like she has an abundance mindset. And I think that that's what I really love. Like she has a podcast that she does in her free time where she answers questions that people directly ask her on her axe.fm. Um, she talks about some of the things that she failed with when she was going into business. She she talks about some of the things that made her stand out in a saturated industry and made her successful. And I think that that's something that I listen to on a regular basis. Like my Leap Tills podcast is I love her podcast. Um, they really inspire me. She's an avid reader. A lot of the books that I picked up have been books that she has recommended via on her social media or on her podcast. So those are one of the people that I really um, look up to as far as like business inspiration. The second one is um, Maya Elis. She's an online branding um, strategist. And um, she basically just talks about different strategies to use. And a lot of the things I incorporate on noircity.com have, you know, come from different articles that she has wrote and I actually practice it. So um, one of the examples are like click to tweets. I never knew what click to tweets was. And I'm not sure. Do you guys know what click to tweet is? Because I can give a little short story about it. Uh, I think it's best if it's given for the audience. Yeah. So click to tweet is basically like, um, something that you put on your site. Like uh, somebody could literally just click on it and it will automatically like write out what you should put on Twitter and you could just press send like on your own Twitter from like the actual site. So some articles in narcity.com is like, it will have like a, like an awesome quote and you don't have to worry about like copy and pasting it onto Twitter. You could just literally click it and it will tweet it right on your own Twitter. And so that's something that I was like, wow, that's amazing. So I incorporated that on my own site. And then the third person is Morgan DeBond and she's the founder of Blavity.com. And when I first learned about Blavity, which is an online platform for, you know, young millennials as well, um, a lot of the inspiration has come from that site. And so I definitely learned about, you know, writing like listicles, which are like list articles um, from blavity.com. I didn't even know what that was before visiting that site. So I definitely have a lot of influences that I look up to and um, I try to share, pass along the same information that I learn from these powerful women who are basically dominating their industries and what they're doing. So there's definitely a lot of inspiration and a lot of people I look up to when I'm, you know, pursuing a lot of the endeavors for noircity.com. Wow. That was a fully loaded right there. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, you can tell. Definitely insight. <laughs> you can tell she uh, has well thought out mentors and people that she looks up to. So, I mean, you know, that was all definitely necessary for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because everybody kind of needs somebody to model themselves after. Um, so it's cool that they all share the same uh, initial uh, M. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of pretty, just pretty <laughs> random. Yeah. <laughs> the free M. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to dive into something real quick. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about your website and uh, a lot of the hashtag that's uh, featured um, a lot on here is, um, you know, Black Businesses Matter. Um, mm-hmm. Could you get into a little bit about that for, you know, uh, the diversity of our audience uh, to really understand, you know, why uh, we're seeing such a, a, a Black movement so far? Yeah, I do think that, you know, having a safe space for, you know, black entrepreneurs is, you know, necessary, especially in an industry where a lot of times 
something I didn't know was like for black business owners, like they're usually the ones that are mostly turned down when they're trying to get business loans, having the same criteria of, you know, other, you know, other ethnicities, like having the same exact, you know, credit score rating, same background community. They're oftentimes turned down for loans or like just different things. Um, like there's, I think there's 1.4 trillion spending dollars in the black community, but like the black dollar only circulates for only like two hours in the black community versus like 20 hours in other ethnicities and races. So like black business matters is just basically encouraging other people to support one black business owners and then small business owners as well. So I think it's very important because like we could have so much power if we, you know, keep money flowing within our own communities. And that goes all the way to like education and healthcare and different things like that. Like if we really start focusing on like changing our economics, I think that that will literally lift us up from a lot of the oppression that we're facing in our community. So that's why black business matters is very important to me. I started shifting a lot of the way I spend my own money. Like instead of going to like, you know, big, big businesses, which is something I'm not going to say I completely, you know, stop doing, but I try to like, you know, focus more on like small businesses, small black businesses that are doing the same thing. What I didn't know is like there's a young lady who lives in Davie who makes like, you know, dishwashing soap and um, hand soap and different things like that. So I'm like, instead of going to like Target or Walmart to buy those things, I go to her and it's affordable. You know, candles. There's a company called Ivy Candle Company in South Florida who makes 100 percent natural soy wax candles. I go to them for my candles and I'm an avid candle lover. So it's just finding any way that I can support black owned businesses and how other people could do that. I share that information. I feature at least like two to three black owned businesses on my site a week. And I think it's very important. And that's something that's going to be consistent and that I would continue to do throughout like, you know, the development and the expansion of noircity.com. And that right there, like, boom, <laughs> dynamite right there. You, yeah. There's so so much to take from that, a, so much. A quick follow-up. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, where, where do you see, I guess, the, the disconnect? Um, you mentioned a powerful stat um, with the 20 hours in another community as, as opposed to the two hours mm-hmm. in, in the black community. Uh, where do you think the disconnect is? And the disconnect, and I think this is something that I really want to, like, you know, talk about. Um, I read the book called The Miseducation of the Negro, and it's basically talking about, and this is how systematic oppression works so beautifully in our country, is that in school, you're taught, like, you know, that other races, what they have to offer is superior and what black people have to offer is inferior. So like a lot of times black people don't support other black people because we inherently feel that other black owned stuff is inferior when it comes to like other things. That's why you have like, you know, a lot of gas stations in your neighborhood that's owned by Indian people, a lot of Chinese restaurants, a lot of other things. Like we always go to other people for things, but supporting our own community is looked at as an inferior thing. So it's kind of changing that dynamic and changing that way of thinking to let other people know, like, you know, like empower other people to know that black business does matter. Like this is not inferior. This is not something that's second class or second grade to like other things. And I think once people can see that and start getting that message, it would um, start changing their, their minds or their frame of thinking to thinking that what we own is inferior versus, you know, so not not superior, but just as just as great, just as good, you know. So I think that that's kind of what I learned, and I didn't really know that until I read that book, *The Miseducation of the Negro*. But like a lot of this stuff is is taught to us in school, is taught to us wherever we go. Like no matter where we go, like that's what we see. So like even if it's not like um, directly told to us, it's a lot of subliminal messages that we're we're receiving our entire life. So I think that that's one of the the main reasons why like black people don't support other black people is because we honestly think that, you know, shopping from another black person is an inferior thing to do. So as as long as, you know, we could change that mindset and we have people working hard to change those mindsets, I think things could slowly change around and people's thinking will change with that too, you know? I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I just I just feel like uh, 
it, it's it's coming around now, and and it's really mm-hmm. powerful with all the social networking, uh, all the you know powerful movements that are going on in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's it's a, it's gonna go beyond just just trying to to read something and 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 doing and trying to you know share articles share hashtags but it really kind of goes into education and a a powerful movement right now that's going on is putting money into into black businesses um it's really and it's kind of crazy kind of talking to some people about it offline um that they don't understand like you know banks you know, create wealth for our communities so that mm-hmm. we can go out and get loans. It's kind mm-hmm. of like people are missing that basic knowledge of um, yeah. how economics works. And I, but I think we're coming around. Yeah, it's definitely tough to understand. I just I just opened my my account with One United Bank, which is a I guess like I think it's the largest owned black bank in America, and they have a location in Miami. So it's just convenient that if I did need to actually go to a physical location, it's only about 30 minutes south of me. But I do think it's very important because people don't understand like the the economics of things is basically like the machine of how everything works. And it I think it starts there. Not, maybe not starts there, but that's like the powerhouse of like how everything operates. You know, like money moves things. It shouldn't have to be that way. But in the current state or the current condition of our country, money does move things. And having more money in our community is something that's very impactful. And I would like to see, I don't know when United Bank is doing this, but there's a bank in Houston who says like every like, I don't know, like 8,000 people that signs up or something along those lines. I can't remember the details, but they'll start putting like grants to like black owned businesses, more scholarships, like they're committing to do something with the amount of things that come in. So like every, every amount of this, we're going to put this much back out. And I think that that's important. And I would love to like, you know, get more research on, I know that, um, you know, when United said they're going to offer more, more loans, but I'm, I'm thinking about like, you know, like grants too. Like what about some grants, more scholarships, different things like that. I know they have, um, a scholarship for the youth from one United banks, but I would love to see like the different things that are going to evolve when more people start shifting their money out of different, you know, large banks and putting them into black owned banks. So I definitely want to see where that goes. Mm, powerful. That's powerful stuff right there. And wow. I mean, I think as we speak for me and my calls and say, it's been a phenomenal interviewing you and definitely have two things. You just want to end the interview with quickly. The first one would be, how can the people reach you? Awesome. So you can reach me by going to noircity.com and that's N-O-I-R-E city.com. On Facebook, you could type in noirspacecity.com to follow our Facebook page. And on um, Instagram, we are official Noir City. And um, on Twitter, we are Noir City. So Noir City, that's how you can pretty much find us on most social media. And um, yeah, that's how you can stay in tune and follow up with the different things that we have going on. Uh, so yeah, basically, you have options. Yes. You have options. <laughs> have options. <laughs> okay. And the last thing is, is like, you know, the, the, the keynote on you. What is something that you want to impart to our audience? Um, the main thing I want to impart is you know, follow your dreams, like follow whatever you're passionate about, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to make you happy. And you can start where you are. Like, you don't have to have, um, you know, all the experience in the world. I think the key things that you have to do is just research, um, read, and just know and have that belief in yourself that you could do it. And I think if you follow those three key things, you're capable of doing whatever you set your mind to fabulous great um we appreciate you stopping by and actually taking the time to interview with us uh great having you on thank you for having me there you have it folks miss tiffany burks dropping knowledge on neuer city make sure you go check out the website emilio what you think about the interview it's phenomenal, and I think it's it's just crazy because you know, you, like you said earlier in the interview, we're you know in the same fraternity, and we've 
known each other for so long and we're all doing these incredible things like it's really interesting to make you you know think about in 10 years where we are going to be and what are we going to be doing and i was thinking while you were talking i hope we have the reunion on a yacht you know do it in style get some champagne up in there but that's just me maybe you know <laughs> i feel you dog. i mean i think we could all pull some resources together when we all you know get this money out here mm-hmm. make it happen Make sure you mark your calendars, man. 2020, 2026. We out here. <laughs> oh, we after the Olympics in Tokyo. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I mean, in, in all seriousness, I think it's time we get to the favorite part of the whole Educate Hustle experience. How you, yes, you can reach us. So Educate Hustle can be reached through various social media outlets. We're on Snapchat as Educate Hustle, all one word. Educated Hustle. On there, we post daily motivation, behind-the-scenes clips, you know, just stuff to try and give you a little more access to us when it's not podcast time. You can also follow us on Instagram at Educated Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educated Hustle Podcast. See some inspirational little pictures, videos, and little other snippets we uh, decided to draw up. You can also follow us on Facebook at Educated Hustle, two words, Educated Hustle. You'll know it You'll know you're actually following the right one because you'll see the logo that you know and love. We are also on Twitter at educated underscore hustle. Once again, that is educated underscore hustle. And then just as a little extra spice, please, please, if you like the show and you like what we do, take some time out to review the episode and let the whole world know just how great we are. When you do that, you really help us with our exposure and just help us get the word out easier on how we, yes, we can change the world. So it's easy to review us. If you're on iTunes, all you have to do is click the write a review button. Um, I believe our other outlets, they have some formal way to do it. So just if you take the extra time to look, should be easy to find out. And then lastly, the most important way to reach us, if you have dire questions or you want to let us know how we did or have any emotional feedback you want to give, you can email us at educatedhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educatedhustlepodcast at gmail.com. It's always a it's always a mouthful, man, but we got through it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, man. Let's let's lead us let's lead our listeners out, man. What you got for them? People, people, people. Just always go out and pursue your dreams. Go out and make sure that you do what you have to do to ensure your happiness. Tiffany Burks is a phenomenal example of it. She was all the way in New Jersey and realized that her life wasn't on the path that she wanted to be. And so she made the changes to where she went back to South Florida and is now living a path of happiness. And I think a lot of times, you know, people think about they can or they want or what's going to be like, just just do it. Just do it. Forget about all of the other stuff. Just do it because your happiness is the most important thing. Do not, do not, do not, please do not compromise it for anything and as always you got to stay educated and keep hustling